0: wasn't quite sure where to put that in the order of service, and I'm regretting putting it right before my sermon now. <laughs> uh okay, deep breath. Here we go. Set free series. Um, today, uh, today, uh, I'm going to start a process. Today is called "Am I Free." and uh, over the next few weeks there's gonna be some opportunities we're gonna share um, some things with you there's a God encounter coming up Um, uh, in fact today as we as we're talking about am I free that's a good question to ask you know am I am I free because uh, um, I would submit to you that um, most of us as believers we're free and yet we can be more free like there's uh, there's usually one area Um, it, it may be like like where you, it's so obvious, you're like, I know what that is, Pastor. It could also be subtle. And whatever it is, um, it's keeping us from everything God would have for us, our, our preferred future, the things, everything God would want to do in you and through you. And, um, and so am I free? And uh, we're, we're going to talk over the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about the, uh, you know, the, the types of things that, um, that are holding us back. The, those those things that we need to be free from, uh, uh, we're going to talk about how to get free. Uh, I want to I want to even share a little bit of of how uh, kind of the process I I take when I'm praying with somebody to kind of go after freedom. Uh, so sure, either next week or the week after, I want to talk about closing doors. How many know you can get free, and then and then uh, you know six months later you're back in the same place and you're wondering, man, was I was I really free? And you're like, yeah, you were really free, and you kept the door open. <laughs> you know, and so we want to talk about shutting doors, and we're gonna, and then um, one of my, one of my favorites, I think towards, the, right at, right at the end, I want to talk about living free, because you can, you can be set free, and, and uh, you can close the doors, and then you can, you can, for whatever reason, decide uh, not to do those things that set you up for a life of freedom. How many know that that's a, that's what God wants, is life more abundantly, a life of freedom, um, and in that process, there'll be God encounter, um, uh, maybe you've been through God Encounter in the past. Would you come again? Come because Stephen and Melanie Warner are doing it and they're bringing their own team. Um, so this would, be, this would be a cool treat to go through God Encounter with, with people that, that aren't from our own church. And uh, and I love this couple. They're, they're great. He's also gonna speak that Sunday morning. Um, come and, and, and be a part of that. Um, I think over these next few weeks, the Lord's gonna, for many of us, gonna say, hey, that's the area. Do you think that area is worth 50 bucks? For a couple, thirty bucks for an individual. Yes, this is a commercial. That's what God Encounter is. If if you uh, and if you say, Pastor Jonathan, thirty bucks. I man, I can't afford that. You come and talk to me, and we we're gonna we will absolutely do not let finances keep you from this. Now it has to cost. I, I, I mean, there's expenses and all this, but I will. I'll, I'll take it from somewhere. I'll take it from my paycheck if I have to. Like we're gonna get you. Uh, so. So finances is not the issue. Will you just commit to me if God encounter sounds like something and it's and, and it's going to cost you some time. There's going to be there'll be a weekend, there'll be a Friday night, uh, all day Saturday, there'll be a Sunday morning opportunity. You get here um earlier on a Sunday morning and um man, can I just say it'll change your life? I mean, I know I know if somebody here, here's one, I don't know, maybe you're one that's been wanting to quit smoking for Forever, and I know I know one person. Um, they're not here today, and, and maybe maybe one of these days they'll share their testimony. They went to God, they tried to quit smoking for years. Went to God Encounter, free, free of God, free from smoking at God Encounter. Come on. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop doing a commercial, but we got sign-ups. I think there's a sign up sheet in uh, the foyer. Um, put your name down. It's spots are filling up. We already we already have people that want to be a part of this. Uh, Man, I think it's not even going to set you free. But man, imagine if there's a bunch of free people in one church. Like, what could that do? Like, man, you might be dangerous. Man, we might we might set a whole city on fire. John chapter eight, starting verse thirty-one. It says to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, "If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples." Then you will, this is the one that we, we all, a lot of people know if, you, if you've been around church, then you will know the truth, and the truth will what? Set you free. I feel like you're going to have to have like a, like a southern pastor with a little bit more passion say that. You know, the truth will set you free. You got to have some emotion behind that verse. And they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free I think about that that phrase set free I was just uh, got to take my um, my two oldest daughters uh, Aria and Kaylee on uh, their first airplane ride last uh, last Saturday we we flew out of Grand Island went to Houston Texas and uh, my dad met us and we drove about an hour and a half to a place called Brenham in between Houston and and Austin and um my mom had been uh, recovering from hip replacement surgery, and their friends own a ranch, and they, uh, they have a guest house. So that was, that was pretty cool. So she was staying at their friend's place, and we thought, man, wouldn't it be fun to just take grandkids and go uh, see mom and, um, before they go back? And they just, I think they're back in Trinidad now, aren't they? Um, I think February 1st they went back to Trinidad. Uh, but we went down there, and uh, so it was fun being on the ranch because uh, I've always just really thought of myself as like a ranch guy. You know, I mean that's a, that's what I, my, I I dream about that stuff. I'm always like having dreams about horses and cows and and yeah. Um, so we went and and it's always it is fun to have a change of pace and uh, just kind of be out there and nothing's around and all of this stuff. And my girls loved it. So they have a they have a bunch of cows and um, and they have this uh, this kind of I don't know what they're called like a side by side four four wheeler um, um, looks like a golf cart. You guys uh, you guys know know those oh it's a gator yeah so we uh, um so we went we went in and our job was to count count the the calves because uh, they're 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 calving and all of this and so we wanted to make sure um that we either haven't lost any or or that uh, uh if maybe we've gained some and so the girls just man they love to get on that we go around and we're right up by the cows well cow number 641 I mean it's one i mean not not everybody was like this. six forty one uh i don't I don't know what you, what your your theology is, but I'm pretty sure animals can be possessed by demons <laughs> this one this one was either on demons or crack but one of the two or both and uh and so we we'd get we'd get close and dad would say something like watch out for six forty one and we'd look and and all of a sudden the and then and she would she would charge us she would like charge we're like Dad, like we don't need to we don't need to like watch we don't need to, and, and he's like puts on the gas and we're going the girls are like ah you know they're having a blast are you guys scared no this is fun i'm like i don't know you guys are as crazy as the cows and we so we're we're, we're driving and 641's charging us and uh, um and we would we'd stop. And then, the, and then 641, I've never seen this before. But some of you guys probably had. It, it would stop, and, and then it would stare at us, and it would do this, this moo, this moo. But it, would, it was like it was, it was like, like it just got done watching Lion King. And, <laughs> and you know, Simba, I, mean, I don't know. It was like something, it, it was like, it was, it was taking, taking authority over his or her, uh, it gets it to her, her uh, territory. Um, and then we would try to leave the uh, the gated area, the electric fence area, and we tried we try to leave. And, and as we would, we'd have to be strategic because if if we get close, six forty one wants to leave too. It was an interesting thing, and I I I started I realized that man, these cows want to be want to be set free. They're like there, there's there's some level there's some level of freedom they have in this pasture and all this type of stuff, but they know they know there's a, there's a whole lot more out there there's a whole lot more and and they were smart enough to know that we were keeping them in and uh, if we could just wait just a little bit until they opened that gate right and uh, luckily we were good and we didn't lose any cows then then uh um, each each evening we would go and we would feed um feed the horses and uh and feed the chickens and look for, look for eggs, and the girls just loved that. They'd go up right up into, we'd scare off the the chickens to go, to go eat, and then we'd, we'd go and pick, pick the eggs up, and they, they loved that part, and whatever. So dad would get the horses, and the horses, um, they're, they're out um, kind of in the, in the pasture, but they would, we needed to get them in for the night into the stalls, and this was kind of the reverse thing is the, the horses had a sense of freedom <laughs> out there. And it was it was hard, especially this one horse would not come in the stall. It would get right up to it and then it would, neigh. Is that how you say it? Nay. And and they and it would like it would do its thing and then go running back out. And uh and we realized the the horse had a sense of freedom and we were trying to we were trying to capture it. Trying to imprison the horse. Just thinking about about this that uh, that Jesus has set us free. But how many how many know that that he, you could you could be set free and the gate could be open, the chains could be off, right? And yet and yet you're you're living like you're still bound up. You're living you're living well below the The preferred future that that God would have for you he he absolutely if you know Jesus as your personal savior he's set you free I'll tell you this if you don't know jesus i'm not trying to be rude, but you just can't be free you you, you be uh, you, you might be like those cows I mean, they have they have uh, you know a lot of pasture land and all this type of stuff, but there's so much more you know that they're they're making do they're you know they're kind of living life and, and settling down this is kind of the best it's going to get you know kind of reminded reminded of the princess bride movie if you've ever seen the princess bride and um they, they get to that uh, uh that fire swamp wesley and buttercup and they go to the fire swamp and they they go in and and uh, he said something something to the effect of well i uh i wouldn't build a summer home here but the trees are quite lovely you know uh Rodents of unusual size, I don't think they exist, right? In, in, in other ways, she's like, I, I think we can make do here. I think we, you know, we, we could, if we had to, we could live here for a while. I think a lot of people um, think that way. And if you, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, um, it'd be a really good idea to get to know him because you will never experience the freedom that God has for you outside of that starting place Of salvation. Verse 34, Jesus replied and said, I tell you the truth, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. Um, I think it's a New King James Version that says, um, anyone who commits sin. It's the idea that it's this habitual. Sinning—it's this thing that another version says practice sin—and and so if if this if there is an area of your life where it's like it's like over and over again, it's like we we keep going around the same mountain and the same mountain. Um, Jesus says, "Well, you're—it's like it's as if you're a slave. You're like bound up. You're there's so much more out there for you, and yet you're staying. You're staying here." Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. And here's another famous verse. So if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. I, um, I've liked the, you know, the storybooks. Um, there's a movie. Uh, you guys, I've referenced it in here before, but The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And uh, Lucy... Uh, you know, they're playing hide and go seek and some of you guys remember, you've, you've either read the books, Chronicles of Narnia or you've, or you've watched the movie and, and they're hiding and, and they go and she finds the this big wardrobe and opens up and is trying to hide behind the the um, coats and all of this stuff and she, she keeps going and this wardrobe, it looked smaller on when she was outside and it's like it keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. Finally, she steps in some snow and realizes that she's, she's in a, a whole other world and it reminds me of salvation because the bible calls jesus the door the the bible says he says i'm the door he says i'm the gate and and often, as Christians, if you've accepted him as your Savior, if you've made him Lord of your life, often, we stop right there at the, at the door. It's like we've, it's like we were hiding right on the edge of that wardrobe, just like if Lucy would have just stayed there and said, I think this is a good place. But what did she do? And then all of her brothers and such, they they go and they explore the whole, like there's a whole kingdom. And Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Oftentimes, salvation is just, just our get out of hell free card, or our fire insurance like 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 we just treat it like that and if that works i mean, I, I wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to find out if it didn't work but oftentimes we treat salvation just like that that, that I want to say a prayer so I don't go to the bad place and so I get to go to the good place and and Jesus has so much more in store for you not only are you free but you can be more free he came to set you for here's the thought today if Satan can cripple us to the point of only living at the doorway of salvation, he has won. And a lot of times we think, well, well, the way the way Satan wins is is to get someone to go to hell instead of going to heaven. I, I, you know that that is him winning. But what about for a believer? I think he would he would love for you to just sit at the doorway of salvation and be ineffective. He would love it. I think Satan would love it if you don't ever do anything worthwhile for the kingdom of God. Satan would love it if you just stayed bound up in in your chains and your sin in in demonic oppression and all of this stuff living well below the what God wants you. Satan would love that because if you found out who you really were in Christ if you if you were truly set free from everything then you would be dangerous. You would, you would be making things happen, whether it's, whether it's just two or three people in your sphere, whether it's, whether it's having a platform like I do each week, whether it's, whether it's some sort of, whatever it might be, there is a reason why you were born to live at this time in history, and it's not to just camp out at the doorway. Amen. You were born to make a difference in the life of at least one other person. I, I imagine it's more than one. And uh, I'd, I'd like to explore that over these next few weeks uh, with you because I'd love to be a part of that process of you being set free to live the life that, that God has for you. What is keeping us from being free? Here, um, I'm gonna, you mind if I just take a few more minutes? Number one is uh, it's possible for believers to be in bondage. It's possible for believers to be in, in, in bondage And when I say believer, I mean, I mean you know Jesus You're, you're, you're going to heaven and, and this is a thought that, that not everybody believes and They're like, well, well, if I get saved, then I'm totally set free And then I don't have to do anything else I, I'll tell you, we're going we're gonna to talk about this for a minute Because it'd be really helpful for you to understand I can be saved and still have some things I need to deal with uh, Wouldn't it be helpful to, to know that? And, and, and to get free? And to, I think so Bondage would be, uh, you know, whatever would be a stronghold, whatever you'd be bound to, or like we just said, a slave to. You're you're a, you're working for that thing. Most believers aren't free indeed because most believers don't believe they can be in bondage. The New King James Version, like I said, talks about committing sin, this habitual, uh, continual. Um, Sin and uh, as a slave as a is in bondage bondage means this any impulsive Or compulsive behavior that restricts you from living in and enjoying the freedom that jesus died to give you any area If there's one area that's keeping you from everything that god wants you to be We're just gonna can we just call that bondage? Can we just uh, I mean some some people are gonna say well, it's something different. I'm just gonna call it bondage today you don't do something impulsively unless there's a root there. If I'm a slave to someone, I do what they tell me to do. When I'm a slave to sin, I do what it tells me to do. Oh, you know that. I mean, we've, all, we've all felt that before. We've all felt that, that, that pull to, to do something that, that we really, if we were to be honest, we don't want to do that, but we find ourselves doing it. The Bible talks about that. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17 says, For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are what? Against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing, watch this, the things that you want to do. Romans 7, verse 15 Paul's talking, and Paul says this. He says, I don't understand myself at all. Any of you relate? I don't understand myself at all. For I really want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do the very thing I hate. Man, I'll I'll raise my hand. Anybody else? Like, oh, my gosh. Man. I, I tell people, hey, it's a bad idea to yell at your kids. And then I, well, I don't do that. Often there are areas in the rooms of our heart that become occupied by the enemy. I kind of imagine um, my heart or my mind as like a home. And, and, and as you think of it that way, you'd be like, you know, most of the home, home could be cleaned out, but you got a closet that, that's occupied by the enemy. Or maybe he's taking up the kitchen or, or the bedroom or the hallway or the basement or way, the attic, wherever it is. And, and you're like, no, we're, we're living pretty well here. You, you're living like the cow in the fence that thinks, I, I think, uh, you know, like, like I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't build a summer home here, but the trees are quite lovely. I'm just wanting to suggest that there's more. There's things that occupy the rooms of our heart, like fear and shame, lust, greed, depression, anger. You don't have to raise your hand for anything, please, I mean, that wouldn't be a good idea, but lying, gossip, Slander, pride, false humility, criticalness, manipulation, shall I go on? Those are the types of things that, that just, it, it's not that you're, you're not saved. It's, it's that you're, you're just living well below where God would want you to be. For most of us, there's one area. There may be, there may, you might be like, I've got 15. You know, but for most of us, there's at least one. You, could you, can you think of that? Maybe the Holy Spirit's sharing that with you right now. And you're like, man, if, if, if that one thing was just gone, if it was just, if I was just free, if that one thing, my life, oh, you can almost imagine yourself taking a deep breath and like, I would just feel so, I could, man, I would just live differently if that one area was gone. I want to take you on this journey with me because if you, if you don't go on this journey over these next few weeks with me, watch, that area now becomes part of your identity maybe it already has you know you start saying things like like i'm a i'm a smoker or i'm an alcoholic or, my anger is just my irish heritage or, gossip is just part of who i am and and you know and lust is just a normal part of being a man and you just start it just starts to become a little bit part of your identity you start to make excuses for it i just want to just say that's not who you are the enemy wants you to think that that's who you are if you buy into that identity you start to feel increasingly hopeless and then you start to become defensive. It's as if it's not even real. It's like, you know, the enemy's trying to, to point this out and you're like, no no, 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 I don't have a, you know, I don't have an area I need free from. And you start to become def- defensive and, and, then, and then you become a slave to it. You might not even know that you're a slave to it, but you become, you're, you're locked up and you're bondage to this thing and you're, you're living a life that you were never designed to live. And then you begin to lose your life. And, and when I say lose, lose your life, I'm not necessarily talking about salvation, but I am, I am talking about quality of life. I, like, you're, 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 not, you're not alive. You're, you're, you're living well below where you're supposed to be. You're, you're, you're just merely existing. And he wants you to be full, full of life and living life abundantly. John 8 32 we had just talked about this a few minutes ago and most of us read it and we start with you will know the truth and the truth will set you free and yet there's a little word if you if you're if you're an english teacher or you grew up and you enjoyed grammar and all this there's a little word right before that just says then some of your bibles say and, and it's really important when you see that word to go to go uh, before that and find out and this is what was happening before that that verse it says to the jews who had believed in him his disciples it, it, in other words, Jesus is saying, even those that, are, that believe in me, even those that are following me can be in bondage. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Watch this. Salvation save, it frees us from the penalty of sin, but we still need to be set free from the power of sin. And it's good to know that. Because salvation, salvation absolutely frees you. Uh, Jesus took the penalty. It would be an illegal transaction for you to be, for you to, uh, be penalized for something Jesus was already penalized for. Jesus, Jesus was penalized. The Bible says that Jesus became sin. He who knew no sin became sin so that what we could become the righteousness of God. He took, he took the penalty of sin, but there's oftentimes we're still living under the power of sin. And that's what we want to talk about today and over the next few weeks is how do we get free? I want to be free! This feels like a good William Waltless time right now. Freedom! Alright. That, that went over well. What's the one thing that if you could get rid of it in your life there would be a sense of freedom? You could follow Jesus with everything that you have. Here, watch this. Number two. Here, this is another another reason why it's hard to be free. Is it's difficult to admit that you're in bondage? Uh, again, in that same passage, John 8:33, the, 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 these they were with Jesus and and they said, "We are Abraham's descendants, and we've never been slaves or or in bondage to anyone." Now, the truth was, they'd been slaves to everyone, and and they were currently in bondage to the Romans, and I mean, they just weren't they they weren't thinking straight. There's a you person that might come up to me and say, pastor, uh, uh, I wouldn't call it bondage. I'd say I have a weakness in an area. Can I, can I just, can I just say, knock it off. Stop lying to yourself. Let's just, can we just call it what it is? Like, and, and that way we can get, get free. We can get real. There's a pastor in, in, um, in Texas uh, Gateway Church. His name is Robert Morris, and uh, he shared a story one time. Um, there was a man that came up to him and said, and said, Pastor, I'm a spirit-filled man and I've been, I've been having an affair with another woman. And Robert Morris uh, stopped him for a second and said, um, Sir, you're filled with the spirit, but it's not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Might, be good. Might be good to recognize <laughs> what's going on. It says, You shall know the truth, not meet the truth. And the truth will set you free watch this. To, to get saved, you have to meet him. To get free, you have to know him. Can we pause there for a second? I mean, to, to get saved, you have to meet him. But to get free, I mean, you have to know him. The, there's this relationship journey that God wants to take you on. This is more than just like, again, we t- I, say this looks like, I feel like I say this every other week that he's more than just a cosmic gum machine in the sky and you put a quarter in and get your answer out. He, that we, we don't want to treat him like that. And the same way with areas of freedom, you, you might have a motivation to get free because you just want your life to be better. You want your marriage to be better. You want your you know, parenting to be better. You want you know, whatever it might be. You just want a better quality of life. You know, Jesus' motivation for you to get free is he wants to have a better relationship with you. Like he he doesn't want anything to keep you from him. He he wants to close the relational gap, man. To get saved, like you need to meet him, but to get free, you need to know him. You need to know him intimately. There needs to be an ongoing relationship. This this is more than just a Sunday morning thing. This is more than just every once in a while. You know the uh, the, the, the the statistics. I'm not shooting this at any of you. I'm just saying this. The statistics is is that um, it used to be like a real committed Christian went to church like 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 three times a week you know it was like 50 years ago you could remember you had a sunday morning a sunday night a bible study on wednesday and and if you were really really good there was like another fourth fourth option somewhere probably a prayer meeting or something and and now the the statistics say that um that the the real committed christians go like once every six weeks just one time slot on sunday mornings isn't that crazy i mean so there's this thing i hope that the, the i hope that the People like that, or at least having times outside of church with with fellow believers, and you know, growing in their walk with God. I just don't know. I just don't know. I I submit this to you. Like, take your walk with God seriously. There are things that you can do to to grow in your relationship with God. Someone asked me, "Well, Pastor Jonathan, how do I like? How do I know if uh, things are good between Jesus and I?" I'm like, like, "How do you know if things are good between you and your wife, or you and your friends?" Like, uh well, uh, like uh we we don't we don't fight all the time. That's good, that's a good start. That's a good start. Like, do you talk regularly? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 we 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 do we do that. Do you like date every once in so? a while? Yeah, oh there are indicators, usually having to do with quantity and quality of time that you spend with somebody. I would just say one just one good way to know if you're if you're all right with you and God is how much time do you spend with him? Is it Quantity of time and quality of time. Uh, are we okay? Still, we good? All right. One more thing. One more thing, and we're out. Here, here's this. Here's this. Uh, this last last thing. Number three. It's easy to be set free from bondage. And uh, man, we're, we're we're doing a whole series on this. And man, I'm, we're poking poking buttons and all this type of stuff. And everyone wants to wants to you know, go watch the Super Bowl game. And man. How could Pastor Jonathan on Super Bowl Sunday like, like start a series about getting free from bondage? It's easy. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just like messing with people, I guess. It's easy to be set free from bondage. And that sounds contradictory. You're like, wait a minute, I've been in this thing for years. Some of us have been booger crying at the altar like, like 42 times for the same thing, and we just gave up. Like, how could you say it's easy? to get set free from bondage well first is because it doesn't depend on you and a lot of times we we look at at getting free as man I gotta do something I gotta get free I gotta you know whatever and I can we just can we back the horse up a little bit and can we just say this guess what your freedom doesn't depend on you it depends on him he wants you to be free more than you want to be free uh, here's, here's another thought Jesus isn't impressed with Satan not only does it not depend on you but he's already done it he's already set you set you free i like this, this story mark chapter 9 um starting in verse 17 a man in the crowd answered teacher i brought you my son who's possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech goes on in verse 18 i asked your disciples to drive out the spirit but they could not evidently the disciples were buying into this thought that uh uh, man the, it's really hard to get free Je- they were still in the in school with Jesus. they were still in this whole process of learning some things and and uh, i i'm imagining some things that are going through Jesus' mind right now he's probably sitting there thinking, we went over this last week guys <laughs> right he he's talking to his disciples he's like, you we already like remember you took the test and, and, and Peter, you failed, but most of you guys got this." Most of you guys got this right. He's probably sitting there like, okay, remember, in Jesus' name, repeat after me. He says, he goes on, he's talking to the crowd and to this man, and he says, you unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Come on, Jesus. Sorry, I was, I said, I didn't think I said that out loud. Bring the boy to me. You can imagine Jesus sitting there with an apple and a knife and it's just, he's not impressed with Satan. He's just chilling. He's like, oh, it's just you. I mean, he can can set free with his little pinky. Bring the boy to me. Verse 20, so they brought him when the Spirit saw Jesus, it, it immediately threw the boy into convulsion. The, the Spirit knew what was going to happen. He's <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh no. Oh no. We've seen this story before. He fell to the ground, rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Um, yeah, Hollywood don't have anything on the Bible. Everyone say, that would be awesome. <laughs> just joking. Jesus asked the boy, the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. Verse 22, it's often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. And then this is what the boy's father says. But if you could do anything, oh, I imagine Jesus. And the boy's father, but if you could do, if you could do anything, what's Jesus say? If you can Jesus is, he's wanting to free this boy, and the, and the father's like, if you could do it, you know. I Man, we pray like that sometimes, don't we? Don't we just kind of come with some weak sauce prayers and just. You know, I, I, I'm not trying to put anybody down, and, and, and he hears us when we pray, I, absolutely. But sometimes we've got to realize that you've got so, a whole lot more authority in there than you, than you talk like. Well, if if you could man, if you could do anything about the situation i mean I, I don't know if you I, you know if you got time if you got time god i mean you know if you and jesus says what if you can i love what he goes on here and he and he says this he says everything is possible for him who believes in other words it's not if i can it's if you Like, if you can believe. If you can believe that this is possible, I'm ready. I'm I'm about ready to do something if you. If you're going to believe. You want to be set free, church? Man, that first step, that first step is for you to just say, yep, there's one area, and I believe. I believe this month's my month. I believe this day is my day. I'm ready to be set free. Jesus says, if you believe, And immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. Could that just be our honest statement today? You're like, okay, it's been 42 times at the altar. I'm ready for 43. I'll do it, I'll do it again. I'll do it again and again if I have to. Lord, I believe. There's part of me that doesn't believe, but that, that sliver that does believe, Lord, I give that to you right now. That little bit of faith that I have left, it's been so long that I've held on to this thing. It's been so long that I've lived like this, and there's a big part of me that doesn't believe. God, would you help that part? And God, I, I do. I choose to believe this morning. When the Jesus saw the crowd was running to the scene, because they like to see the, you know, you know, like Pastor Greg always says, they, they, you know, they like NASCAR. They want to see the crash. He rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit. He said, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. And the story goes on. It happens. It was cool. It was great. Freedom happened. But freedom happened because the man believed. But if you can do anything, there's, there's got to be at least one area in all of us. We're free, but we can be more free. Maybe if the worship team wants to come, there's going to be great opportunities over these next few weeks for freedom. And, uh, but I would just encourage you, like, why, why wait for next week? Why wait for three weeks from now? Why, I mean, God Encounter's coming up. We've, we've got some other things planned. We've got, I mean, it, but um, maybe today's the process for you, and, um, and I don't know what God wants to do. But at least today, maybe today's the identification part where we're going on a journey to be free. Let's stand this morning. If you're willing, we're gonna sing this song. We could have the prayer altar teams come if we've got some prayer altar people and um, Lord all over this place. I know that you're identifying things for us, not just to improve our quality of life, but God, there's purposes and plans. Like you, like we say, you, you planned for us to be born and to live at this time in history. There's a city that needs you. There's, there's a region that needs you. There's surrounding communities that need you. And if we're living below that, uh, that place that you've called us to live, like they, they might not hear about you. They, they might not find freedom themselves. Lord, freed people, free people. And healed people, heal people. And God, more than just about us, we choose freedom because there's so many people that need freedom. We choose freedom for ourselves because because you want to do something in our city. We choose revival for ourselves so that you can bring revival to this region. This is an opportunity this month for, for freedom, but some of you, some of you, the Lord might just say, hey, today's the day and you might want to get out of your seat as we're singing this song and come up to a, a prayer altar worker or you might want to find a, a, a place in this room where you just get on your knees. You might want to turn around and make your seat, your altar, but could we start it today? Lord, all over this place, we just come into agreement with freedom. Lord, that this sermon series title that it would be, it would reign true in all of our lives that we are set free. Set free. Set free. As we worship here, as, as Anna and the team lead, um, feel free to Get out of your seat and come up and get prayer and in a few minutes we'll close but let's let this be an altar between you and Jesus.